Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, it's Sonia and Ben. Welcome to Londoners, where we chat to the people behind the coolest things in London. Today we're talking to Alex Head, founder of the amazing Social Pantry. Alex not only makes delicious food, but she also employs ex-offenders to help her do it. With nine sites around London, she is a super busy lady, and it's amazing she even found time to talk to us. And what a chat it will be. Commence, Sonia. Commence. Alex, hello. Hi. How are you doing? Really good, thanks. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Thanks for the croissants. Pleasure. If you're any crunching, that's just Ben eating a croissant. <laughs> Do you want to introduce your, uh, your sidekick? Oh yeah, Waffle. Waffle is um, a little doggy, and I didn't realise that when you name a dog, it gets a surname. So we were in the vets and they were like, Wafflehead, Wafflehead. Waffle and I was like, shit. It's a good and one. And I was so embarrassed. I like pretended it wasn't us. They were like, sorry, are you... Are you Waffleheads, mum? And I was like, oh, God, am I now a mum? Like, yes, yes, that's us. Waffleheads. So awkward. But okay. yeah, Waffle, terrible name. Does she yeah. respond to Wafflehead in full? Wafflehead? No. No, it's in. Okay, it's in so now. yeah, if you're only barking, it's not Ben. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Wafflehead. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we're going we're gonna to start right back from um, when this whole thing happened mm-hmm. for you. Um, and we heard that you got expelled from school. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then you started selling sandwiches. Mm. Yes. Tell us about that. God, I was so naughty. I was so, so naughty. So I, um, yeah, it was about 15 and I had had so many warnings about being expelled. And then finally I made it happen. What did you do? Triumphant. I think the final straw was um, we had kind of stolen um, loads of Angel Whip. Do you remember Angel Whip? Oh, beautiful. In the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And just had the most ultimate food fight. And I think I was kind of instrumental in making that happen. Um, it was still like hilarious to this day. I still laugh. Are there photos? No, sadly <laughs> not. If only social media had been around. Um, so I arrived home for the summer term and um, I printed some clip art posters and put them around my dad's office. And I just um, had a number on there that if you wanted to order some sandwiches, you could phone the number. So then I took the phone calls, made the sandwiches, got on my bike and delivered them to his office. Amazing. And yeah. This was just your idea to make some Yeah, money. I'd always cooked from quite a young age, I think, because I was quite energetic. Um, and to keep me out of trouble, my mum and granny would always kind of, um, yeah, I think get me baking cakes and kind of cooking. So... That was, yeah, I think it was a bit of a hobby and I just wanted to make some pocket money and I was, I was bored and trying to revise after school term and it was all, it was, it was far more interesting to do that. So I set up a little, my first ever company called Heads and Quails 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. So how, how much did you make then? I remember over the summer, I, ma- I made like quite a bit of money. It was great. And I remember thinking, God, were this they is so easy. Sandwiches? They were so crap. <laughs> I literally can't tell you. And this, I grew up in the Middle East, so this was in Riyadh. So it was in the middle of the desert where these people had nowhere to go for sandwiches other than my pretty crap homemade ones of beef bacon and, you know, they, they were awful. They were so terrible, these sandwiches. What, was, what was the bestseller? I think probably egg mayo. Like, yeah, just standard you, safe. You've got a little, you've got a safe market there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. So no, that's how it started. Yeah. So your family were into cooking and they got you in the kitchen. Yeah, I age. think coming from a big family, like it was all about meal times around the table. And I think looking back, like always when there's a celebration or families, you know, kind of getting together, there's always food involved. So for us, it was always, yeah, I suppose that was quite a big part of kind of growing up was just enjoying food and being in the kitchen. Was that kind of like a, a dream of yours to move into the food industry or was it just, did it just happen yeah, like that? Yeah, I think that? so naively after running this little sandwich company for a summer term and making, you know. You're like, that's my, it. I'm going to yeah, be a sandwich I was like, what could be so hard about catering? I now know. You started chasing the money. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. Naively ambitious. God, like get that egg mayo out there. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, terrible. Um, yeah. So how did that kind of then lead you down the path into setting up Social Pantry? So I then um, did everything. Said yes to so much catering throughout my teens and early 20s. Um, I hit London and worked in some restaurants. I was kind of like cooking for dinner parties, freezer lasagnas, like anything that kind of would make me some pocket money. Ultimately, I did it. Always waitressing, kind of running restaurants. And then um, it was about seven years ago, seven or eight years ago, when I was, I'd opened a restaurant for a couple of entrepreneurs. I'd opened a few restaurants for them. And we opened one in Oxford Circus called Melito. It was a great little pizza place. And I was the GM there. And really sadly, it didn't work. After six months, we had to close and it didn't work. Product was great and it had the footfall, but the council decided to refurb the pavement in front of the shop. Oh, so, so you just barrier went tables up and people just couldn't come in. So suddenly this quite mm. heavily invested in restaurant was kind of, it was just such a, sometimes what you learn from it, from a venture not succeeding is so, Blame so important. Yeah. And always check with the council before you open a site. So I had this heads and quails still bubbling away. So actually it was at that point, I was about 25, 26. I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to go back to waitressing and I'm going to rebrand a social pantry. I was living in Battersea and just cooked out of my kitchen and started it from there. You already had the idea. You just kind of yeah. evolved a little bit. And yeah, exactly. I still, I, I kind of was saying yes to cooking for these dinner parties and um, saying yes to like lots of foodie things that were coming my way. It wasn't enough to kind of live off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, hey, do you know what? This restaurant's closed. I haven't got another job to go to. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a go of this catering, yeah. catering company. And if it, if it doesn't work, you know, I can always go and get another job. So w- was waitressing and cooking and then just saying yes to every event that came in. Did you have any investment or were you kind of just like doing no, it on the fly? on the fly. Wow, the great. The hardest way to do it. Never <laughs> Would you do recommend that? that? Okay. No. Um, I sit on like all these business panels and people that have like written business plans and raised millions and I'm just like, mm. so no, we um, organically grew right up until I secured investment in early March this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So did it all solo, independently completely by myself did you go back to your dad's office and print out some clip art no (laughs) (laughs) they would never allow me back (laughs) (laughs) with angel delight yeah do you think it's tough for being a woman working like setting up something like that in the food industry or do you think it's just tough in general it's super yeah it's just tough in general I mean at first I was getting this Battersea flat and it was so all-consuming I cannot tell you and uh, if I'd 
yeah, I oft, people will often come and say to me, oh gosh, should I do my own thing? And I just, I literally say to them, how much energy have you got? Like I was naively ambitious. And if you've got loads of energy, oh my goodness, go for it. But it will work you harder than you can ever imagine. It will test you in every single way. And it definitely is not easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it was a great kind of a great way to do it being so young and so naive. I think if I kind of knew what the journey ahead had been, I probably would have thought twice to be fair. Yeah, it is tough. Um, do you think that your kind of your goals kind of change? Because obviously you've been doing this for a while now. Mm-hmm. So how how do you keep yourself motivated? So I think um, running a, you're, running a company is really really difficult, but growing a company is far more challenging. Um, so you're constantly learning. Like you are always learning. You're always making mistakes. You're learning from those mistakes. And I think as long as you're growing, it's interesting. And as long as you're learning from your mistakes, you'll survive. If at any point you think your product's perfect and that you're you know you're great you're doomed. Um, it's, you know, it's incredibly competitive. You've got to be super forward thinking. You've got to be a step ahead of the rest. There's always someone younger, faster, better, you know, kind of chasing a tail. Mm-hmm. And when we go for contracts and venues and tenders, you know, it's a competitive, really competitive process. So you have got to really be the best. What's the catering scene like in London? Catering is fantastic, vibrant, exciting. There are the big guys at the top, the kind of big CH and Co's and, you know, really, really big companies who've got lots of big kind of contract catering. Then you've got the independent event catering companies, so the Rhubarbs and the Rockets. Um, Seller Society are fantastic. These guys we quote against daily, day in, day out. So it's exciting. There's a lot of business out there. And then I suppose we're slightly bigger than some of the smaller boutique companies where we've just got a bit more structure and just slightly more established. But it's an exciting place to be, but it's competitive and they're good. These big guys are very, very good. Well, yeah. Tell us a bit about Social Pantry and then some of the initiatives that you've got going on, which are really interesting. Yeah. So Social Pantry, just as a structure, has um, two parts of the business. One is the event catering, which is all sorts of exciting events from lots of famous people and big corporates and great weddings through to kind of small privates. And then it also has the sites. Social Pantry has nine sites in London. So um, it's much bigger than kind of meets the eye. Um, And one of my main jobs as the owner and something I'm super passionate about is um, that 10% of my workforce are ex-offenders. Where did that idea come from? How did that present itself? So having been so naughty when I was younger, um, I just think it's so important to give a second chance. Um, So, so important. So I kind of recruit within prison, so go into prison. So I spend a bit of time in prison um, and work with the guys behind bars. And then when they come out, obviously... Offer them jobs. You just met Sue Hale, who won KP of the Year nice. recently. Yeah, by the yeah. Patreon. Yeah, um, he was on BBC World Service. Amazing. I know. That was yeah, fab. Yeah. He was like one team, one dream. Yeah, and I was like, yes, Sue Hale. <laughs> like, yes, we will take that as a motto. <laughs> like, literally, so good. I was like, um, so yeah, uh, and then. We can, I can, I was going to say how, so through the charities, through the Ministry of Justice, directly at the prisons, um, and why, I always get asked why we do it, but these boys are charismatic, they're cool, they're on it, they're, they're really quite switched on guys, um, and so they've got great transferable skills. Do you work with any specific charity for that, or do you kind yeah. of just... So started off with Key for Life, who have been fundamental in my learning process about management of it and how to do it, and then we've also branched out into Switchback, who are fantastic as well. Um, and then we work with a couple of other smaller charities, but get, um, often get contacted by charities and we'll always try and work with as many as we can. So you said, what, 10% of your whole team are Yeah, exactly, yeah. So how does that, I mean, what does that look like? How many, how so many people employ, come into So I employ just under kind of 80 full-time staff over, over all the sites. So we've got about seven or eight full-time ex-offenders working with us now. And wow. do they go off into like, you know, 
um, they go off into other jobs in the kind of hospitality food industry. Yeah, we obviously try and keep them with us. Um, we'll always offer somebody a job. So if they come out of prison and they want a job, we're like, yep, you, you go for it. Amazing. Come on in. You're more than welcome to. And they start on a paid role um, and then it's down to them. That's to incredible. that opportunity. At first, I was really like casual and really quite forgiving and like, oh, you couldn't make it on time. Now I'm absolutely brutal. Brilliant. I've heard yeah. every Yeah, you're running excuse. the business. You've yeah. got to like yeah. get that. And done. heard every excuse in the book. Um, and, and unless they literally have been arrested and are in prison, um, that there's kind of no excuse. So, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're great. They really are good. But they um, do like lots of employees require support in different ways. And the ex-offenders... It's a much broader support network that we put in place from like opening bank accounts. Some of them are on tags, so they've got curfews. Some of them are still in bail hostels. Um, some of them can't go to certain areas of London. Some are battling um, all sorts of kind of housing problems when they come out. One of our gentlemen couldn't remember where to get off the bus. So our office manager did hit the trip from home with him mm-hmm. to remember at this point, always jump off the bus. So for what you and I might seem quite simple as having a bank account or getting to work or that simple money management to manage your rail card money, um, we provide a lot of support for that. That's incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, it is good. And as a small business, that's a real conscious effort that we do, that we kind of make. You, so you must have some pretty good stories about people going off and then doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. As in leaving social pantry. Yeah, then, just, you know, achieving something that they never thought they kind of yeah, would. Yeah, definitely. I think kind of internally. So Suhail's a really good example. He's been with me now for four years and he has um, yeah, won a few awards. He also leads a team of five staff here. So he's one of the porters here. Um, he's head porter and he really is brilliant. He um, is so dedicated and he's come on that journey from coming out of prison, starting three days a week, um, then going up to full time. Now he's a key holder for four or five sites, um, which is, you know, that's He's really got responsibilities, fun. yeah. Totally. Um, and I'm really proud of that. And so also when the youngies, when the younger guys come out of prison and work under him, he says, hey, listen, I've done it mm-hmm. and I've done this path so you can too. So he's a real inspiration to people kind of yeah. slightly lesser down the line yeah now he's now a role model so what do you do here do you want to explain like where we are and what happens yeah so here this is the central production unit so we are where the big main kitchen is we've got the head office upstairs and we will do anything between um 25 to 45 events a week out of here amazing so it's busy yeah so when i say that suha runs that pot wash efficiently he really does and sadly there's no dishwasher in there um so it's a hell of a lot of logistics and loading and washing and yeah it really is it really is a kind of yeah serious job i bet yeah right let's get into some of the food oh yeah how would you describe the food that you cook so the food that we cook um i think our tagline is fresh seasonal and delicious um it's super simple it's just using the best produce and the best suppliers it's being as i said because i started cooking it all back in the day so nothing's over complicated if i can pick up a menu and can't understand a few ingredients like in a restaurant I'm always like oh fuck that you know like it's just too complicated for me so it's about being really accessible um it's seasonal produce which tastes fantastic so you don't need to do that much to it um we definitely kind of hit some food trends we definitely have to hit really creative briefs that's really challenging do people often give you like say oh I want um something that's going to everything to be pink or yes oh my goodness yes (laughs) yes so NARS is one of our clients and they're Pantones are their eyeshadows. We have to kind of, oh, yeah, we've had to wow. do blue food for a whole blue mm. event. That's been oh, quite wow. challenging. We had, um, I was doing a talk actually yesterday um, and I was telling them, they mentioned that we had catered for Rihanna. So, and so I told them, so we did. Rihanna's Fenty New York team flew in, which was bloody set scary. 
like absolutely huge event. You nearly Cap- said sexy there, didn't you? <laughs> no, no. Um, they were literally terrifying. So in they come. I was suddenly like, God, the unit, we need to like spruce it up. In they fly. And they had, it was for her Fenty launch a couple of years ago in, uh, in Harvey Nichols. So they closed down all of Oxford Street for it. And we were the caterers. So it's a really big kind of uh, gig for us to win. Um, and it was really exciting. And I think we had hundreds of staff on site. Um, of which 68 were models and had to be tattooed models. So we're, when we're talking like specific requests, wow, yeah. it really was. Then it came down to the guests had this experience. Rihanna herself was amazing, had like a dance off with like one of the bar staff and everyone was like, don't Great. look her in the eye. And she was just like, don't hey, how you doing? Like she actually was really cool. And like, yeah, literally it was, it was so much hype, but mainly about her team, but she was ace. So we, um, we, we worked on it with one of our event companies called BC and who are fantastic. So they kindly kind of gave us this opportunity to cater. But one of the experiences that you came down as a, as a customer and or every beauty blogger um, and you had some candy floss, but this candy floss had to be in the pantones of the seven blushes that she was launching. Wow. Never say yes to that. That sounds oh, intense. How would you even do that? Oh my God. I literally had a candy floss man from West Sussex in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. It, it was so challenging. So what? So, so what? That would be you just you just dyeing the candy floss, right? Yeah. Well, you cook it for longer to make it a, a darker color, a darker yeah. pink. And also, yeah. you don't want to put like weird yeah food no. colorings. You can take um, it to Wix with a color sample, right? They yeah. do it for you. There. Yeah, your home base. Yeah, <laughs> just makes that one up for you. Yeah, yeah? <laughs> easy. Thirty minutes. Done. Yeah. God, I should have thought of that. Yeah. No, they're amazing. And then I think it was like nine thousand gold fortune cookies. With, and inside was this message from Fenty New York and literally 12 hours before the event, they changed the messaging uh, on the inside. And I was like, no, no, that's fine. That's and there's, fine it's not worry. like, we'll can you do it? Again. It's like, make it happen. And you're there saying, yeah, yeah, sure. It sounds like it's one of them ones where it's like, it's the best event you've done, but also like the hardest event. Yeah, it's just like, it definitely was an amazing event to do and it was incredible and it's really fun. But it's where you're being so creative and so bespoke, but there's so many challenges in that. Yeah. Um, and with such a high profile event, often the numbers are large. So you're not just doing it for 10, you're doing it for, you know, a couple of hundred. Serious numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And serious clients as well. They're pretty unforgiving. So how much has the menu changed to, from what it is now to what it was when you were 15 pushing out those sandwiches <laughs> yeah, in the we Middle still East. Use the sandwiches just better <laughs> I hope I like to think they're better anyway maybe not <laughs> um so we kind of we have our cafe salads which get delivered in daily and those are just really gorgeous that Ottolenghi kind of star salads um all the catering menus are really lovely and on like we always, I've got a development chef Sarah he's fantastic and we develop the menus between us um we eat out quite a lot. We look at food trends. We work out what's kind of cool, what's happening in London. We look to New York for food trends and we try and incorporate them in. Um, what kind of stuff have you been working, like what kind of trends have you noticed lately? So well, the biggest one really, which is, um, which now we've got in all of our kind of menu packs is vegan. Yeah, so, still, yeah, yeah. still, still, still going strong. Still going strong and getting stronger. So vegan weddings, doing quite a few vegan weddings this year. On Tuesday, we were at a, a big corporation and the boss is vegan and he wants the corporate entertainment team to have 90, 70% of their client entertainment menus to be vegan. So it's taken over. Yeah. So yeah. we had to go in and persuade these event staff as the chosen caterer that veganism was the way forward. So we did a whole vegan kind of lunch for them and then answered lots of questions. And I, I mean, that it's quite fun. It's quite challenging. It's um obviously cooking veggies super super easy and great mm-hmm. but i think cooking vegan the challenge is to make people um not even think that they're eating vegan yeah so, so it's just like this is delicious not like where's the yeah whatever. exactly yeah, yeah yeah where's the cheese yeah um so yeah so vegan i think is is a really big one so it all started in catering yeah but how long was it until you got your first cafe 
in Batsy. Yeah, so the cafe, oh, God, love the cafe. The cafe was at the end of my road and I used to always go in and Rashid, the owner, would always be like, Alex, buy my cafe. I'm too old to run it. I'd be like, I don't want your shit little cafe, Rashid. <laughs> Literally. And then six months later, I was having a few wines in this pub up the road. That'll do I, it. That'll yeah, do it. Walk back past. He's like, come and have a few more wines. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, fuck, I've agreed to take that cafe. I literally was like, shit. And I had, I had been like, yeah, right, gone then. Um, so I got the keys a week later, like newspapered up the front. Um, literally had no money. My dad built the counter. My siblings like painted chairs, tables. I remember um, ordering in some pizzas for friends that were painting the inside of the cafe. Didn't have a till. We just opened like two weeks later. And I was like, do you know what? If the food's good enough, people will come. So I was cooking in my kitchen. So suddenly had this quite skanky little kitchen to cook in. I was like, great, fab. Like, you know, this is all right. Um, and so I did. I opened and we refurbed it about two years ago and we got a bit more budget, which is exciting. We've still got the same chairs and tables we opened with. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so it was a massive learning curve, but I'd opened a few sites before in London. So, but this was my my first one. And having seen Melito just yeah. plummet after. Stressful, right? Yeah, it was stressful. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was. I mean, the, the stresses kind of only ever get bigger and more complex, but at the time it definitely was. But I just was determined to not put any money into it. A, I didn't have any. And B, I'd seen this restaurant that had been, an, you know, an 80 grand fit out in Oxford Circus just yeah. six months later close and everything and it's worth nothing. So I was just like, I'm, where am I going to get that? You know, there was, I literally kind of, it was so organic. So yes, yeah, so we opened and then I think a couple of years ago, it won like Best Cafe Award, which is great. Amazing. Yeah. So it just shows, yeah. yeah, I think it just shows you don't need huge budgets. If you've got a product there that's worth kind of, you know, visiting, people will. Do you prefer serving people like in a space that's your own, like the cafe or kind of in a kind of a space that's usually, I guess, theirs or somewhere rented or whatever? Yeah, the cafe is lovely. It's a great little like brand outlet and it is really cool. And I suppose with our other sites, you've got a client with most of our other sites. So we're in-house at like, we opened Cranes in Peckham a couple of weeks ago. And in there we've got, it's in South London Gallery. So there's a client there. So all our branding and everything kind of gets passed off by them. So I suppose that's an added level of, of pressure whereas the cafe we're pretty chilled about it yeah because i guess you can make all the decisions yeah totally yeah. where else are you so we've got where are you tell us where you are where am i <laughs> feels like all over um cafe and uh, battersea and then crane's kitchen in south london gallery we're in-house up in loft studios we're in-house in a law firm in oxford street and then i won a really big tender last year um, which was really exciting. I was tendering and there were some big guys involved and I like got, and I was like, stop. They were like, keep asking me back. Wow. And I was like, oh, this, this is like getting a bit hairy. Like, I'm not, not going to win it, am I? And then I got this phone call and they're like, hey, you've won the tender. And I was like, great. <laughs> What's that sound? It's just me crying. Don't worry yeah, about yeah, it. Literally <laughs> passing out of fear and shock. Um, so that's the, that's the reality of it. So we... Took it. It's in Ealing. We opened a kiosk in um, last May, which is fantastic. Little kiosk in a park. Then in July, we opened a hundred seater restaurant called Stone's Kitchen, and it was meant to be November, but it's pushed back to March. We've opened a nine space event room called Pitts Hanger Manor, which is exclusively ours, which is John Stone's resident house. So it's a huge, huge contract win. Um, so I've got teams over there who are facilitating it all. John Stone's house in Ealing. Yeah, it's Pitts Hanger Manor. It's 
beautiful. Oh, I haven't beautiful. been there. Yeah, a five-year, like £20 million lottery refurb of his country house. It, oh, honestly, it's a country house, so he's got his city house in Holborn. Yeah, and then his yeah, country Richard house out in Ealing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which back in the day was yeah. like, you know, yeah, in the country. Um, so we have, and I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Anoush Kapoor launched the first exhibition there this Wow, amazing. Yeah, oh, do you actually know? They, they told me they were like, and Anoush Kapoor is the, and I was like, oh, great, like, who? I didn't have a clue. I would have seen, seen them. I think sculptures. I lit. Love him. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Like, oh, God, I've literally got no idea. Um, so, yeah, so it's great. And Stone's Kitchen is a big, big restaurant. It's beautiful. It's in the Ward Garden. It's got a kitchen garden where we're planning to grow some produce later this year. Um, we'll do 300 covers on a Saturday, 300 covers on a Sunday. It is busy. It's, yeah. The kiosk is mental as well. Like it's in this park. It's dog walkers and children. Like you think oh, it's a little God. kiosk, but dog walkers and children. <laughs> Your favorite <It's> worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like you take all this in your stride. So what? What scares you? That, um, that <laughs> you're addicted to fear. Full on. Well, I think because of the social element and because of I think being just quite a young, ambitious brand, we we get offered quite a lot of opportunities, and it's some are worth saying yes to, and some you politely say no to. Right. So let's let's get into that. So how do you learn that lesson? Because that's a lesson in life, really. Saying yeah. no is a hard thing to yeah, learn. Yeah, really hard. Because really, you're concerned really hard. If, if you've made the right decision or not. So. Yeah. I think as long as you kind of can recognize where you've made a decision that hasn't been beneficial, it's really important, really important to say, hey, pulling out of that venue or I mean, we went into another venue last year as well. And I pulled out of that pretty quickly. It wasn't a, an agreement that kind of worked for us. It was pretty painful in terms of financially and I suppose kind of, you know, you, you take that quite hard. So it's just reacting really quickly. If you do not react quick enough, then then you haven't got a business. You're not going to you're not going to last. Who do you talk to? Have you got like a mentor? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. I kind of. I've got a good couple of. Um. I think other business owners are brilliant people to chat to. So I've got some really good friends who are doing great things with their kind of companies. They're fantastic to chat to. Have definitely chatted to other kind of big catering company owners who, who are kind of you know five steps ahead, and they're really inspirational. Um. But I think learning, learning on the job is just so important. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. True, true, true. 
Are there any other um, businesses or restaurants or people you'd like to collaborate with? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so we do quite a lot of collaborations with brands. So like I'm doing a really exciting Falcon enamel wear project. Oh, um, I love those. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping they're going to give me loads of stuff. Yes, um, they're so nice. With <laughs> the little colourful trim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. yeah, dreamy. Yeah, um, hopefully they're listening. Um, so that's really lovely. They um, are filming here. And so I think for me personally, it's that kind of homeware style and like that, that, that side that I really love, that kind of home cook and hosting. And like if I can kind of, you know, being quite busy. And if I can, you know, whip up a quick dinner for five or six and keep it super simple and easy and cost effective, there's no reason why you guys can't. Um, whip up a quick dinner for five or six. Oh, well, I, I, yeah, I've got, I've li- okay. So like tonight I've got like eight people, 10 people coming for dinner, which is really lovely. And then only yesterday I was like, what am I going to do? And one's veggie, one's gluten free. Not that I don't love them dearly, but I was just like, <laughs> oh, how annoying. Um, so I think that kind of home, home entertaining, I'm often kind of giving like tips or, you know, hints. And- Doesn't that feel like at work, though, if you have to go home and cook? And Yeah. No, my, I mean, my boyfriend's pretty supportive, which is nice. Is he a good cook? Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, that's really lucky. Good. I know, I know. Actually, Can you imagine? You'd be like, I have to cook for him all the time. Yeah, Oof. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I think it can be really easy to entertain. So in terms of brands and collaborating, I love collaborating with like a homeware brand. So I'm really passionate about that. So like with so many things that you've got going on, like what's your focus on like a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so my focus, when the business is a little bit smaller, it's kind of where the problems are, to be totally frank. It's where there's a staffing shortage or where the client isn't happy or, you know, it's that kind of firefighting those problems. Now that we've kind of got a bit more structure in place, um, it's winning business, um, going out and getting new business. And then a big part of my bit, which I can selfishly love, is the ex-offender work. So I find that really exciting um, and interesting. So you're still quite involved with all that side Yeah, of stuff. definitely. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think so. I think as much as catering is fantastic and is so important, you know, I've kind of been there and done that. And it's, it is, it's definitely like, you know, tricky and tough. And I can't be working every night and every weekend and running a business. So mine's kind of job role now is more kind of you know monday to friday um with sensible hours um and so i kind of focus on on the event on on the exercise which i find really interesting absolutely yeah i agree so now we're going to go into question time we're going to test you on your knowledge your expertise and we're going to see if you can debunk these um oh my god facts right myth or fact alcohol burns off when cooked fact stop is that a myth Oh, really? Oh, yeah, no, oh. it's a myth. It's a myth. Okay, good to know. Heat does reduce alcohol's potency, but the alcohol doesn't completely cook away. If you heat it for long enough, uh, oh, it will if you heat it for long enough, but that will take up to three hours in oh, most yeah. dishes. No time for that with my Dinner party tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be in. Quick, burn that alcohol off. Right, hard-boiled eggs are easier to peel if you add vinegar to the water. Oh, I actually want to know the answer to this. What's your guess? No. It's a myth. It's a myth. So was that right? Horrible yeah. myth. It boil. It's boils down to water temperature, literally. If you start your eggs in boiling water, you'll make a better hard-boiled egg that's easier to peel. There you go. Oh, nice. There yeah. we go. We're all learning there stuff here today. Right? Does salted water boil faster? Oh. Oh my god! I'm really having to think about this. Does salted water boil faster? What does what effect does salt have on the water? I'm, I'm going to say yes, but I reckon no. It's a myth. Is it? <laughs> I was thinking maybe like speeds up the particles. Adding salt raises the boiling point of the water. So it does make your water hotter, but it's not going to oh, boil any faster. Okay, nice. Horrible, horrible myth. Um, so cooking removes nutrients from vegetables. 
Oh, surely depends how you cook them. Surely. Yeah. Boiling. It, it's true. Boiling. It's true. Yeah, it does. It does say that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It just makes them easier to digest. Uh, lard is unhealthy. Fact. Well. Myth. Myth. Is it? I'm picking up on this <laughs> theme now. <laughs> lard has uh, less saturated fat, cholesterol than butter. Does it? Yeah. Oh, amazing. We do like a Marmite butter, which is delicious. Oh, that sounds Maybe amazing. Marmite lard. Marmite, that, Marmite butter. That sounds incredible. Yeah, it's really good. So is that just so Marmite and butter? Just mix it, and then we serve it with like radishes or carrots. Oh. And literally just because I yeah. I'm a, a big fan of a butter, loads of butter, loads of Marmite. Yeah, yeah. Oh my crumpets. god, do that. Do yeah. yeah, yeah, do that. Mix it up together. Yeah, and then just as like a dip. It's really good. Just yeah. dip from my hand. Yeah. To go straight. A, into. a hand dip? <laughs> Vegan okay Marmite if I just lard. spoon this into my mouth with my hand, yeah? Okay. Right. Storing bread in the fridge keeps it fresher. Myth. Myth. Storing bread in the fridge doesn't, it doesn't increase its shelf life. It actually makes it go stale faster. Oh. Do you yeah. store bread in your fridge? No. No, no nor do I. On the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Sorry. judging people that do. Okay. Right, it's the last one. Boiling live lobsters makes <gasps> them scream. Myth. It is a myth because lobsters don't have vocal cords. Oh, good. Thank God. Oh, God. You I go. thought you that was really hard. So how many did you, did you get right? Two. 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 I mean, to be, they were all myths. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that. I'm literally so daffy. Oh, God. To be fair, I didn't know after this and I couldn't really even read the answers. So don't worry about it. It's fine. So now we're going to chat about your London. So, you know, just a little bit about that. So how long have you been at, well, how long have you lived in London? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say at least 10 years now. And did you feel like a, when did you start to feel like a Londoner? Oh, I, I always think it takes you a while to get used to London, actually, regardless of where you come from. But I know that when we have employees that arrive in London are pretty fresh to London, we're super supportive and youngies as well, like straight out of uni. I just think it's London in those early days when you're just, earning nothing, living off air and cigarettes. And, you know, that tube system is so complicated. I just feel it's quite daunting. I also is revealing to my cousins the other day I had for dinner um, that I didn't realise until about five years after living in London that SW meant Southwest what? and North meant North. Oh, my God. I know. Now, easy to get around. I'm on time you for see? meetings. And my little cousin, who's famously dappy and dim, was like, no, and I was like, oh my God, I'm on that level. What did you but, think this so far? And literally just didn't have it. Maybe, never just never, it. maybe never thought about it. Also, the numbers go in alphabetical order. So like N1, North 1 is Angel because it begins with A and they go in alphabetical order. You see, when you're naughty in school, you don't listen. Literally nothing. So yeah, working yeah, talking about school. for seven years taught me about oh, London Post. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a good one. So you can kind of work out, you'd be like, oh, is that is it Holloway? Is it N7? Or Wes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I didn't know that. So you are it welcome. Gets easier. The longer you live here, the easier it gets. <laughs> You're just straight on city map. It does it all for yeah, you. Yeah, which I didn't have back in the day. No, it's true. Got to work yeah. it out. A to Z. So where, whereabouts do you live in London and what do you like best about that area? Well, so I live in Battersea at the moment. Um, it By is, a cafe. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It's near my cafe. So if I've ever deeply hung over and need a bacon sandwich on the way to work, it's a good location for that. Um, I lived in Brixton for years and I'm a massive fan at Brixton Lido. Love it. Brockwell. Brockwell. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's cold though. It is cold. I I'm a London, I'm a London Fields Lido. Oh, love heated, it. though. Yeah, yeah really nice. Winter. I do it yeah, in winter. Yeah. yeah, I love it. She's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. so good though. It's so it? good because you can go and it's still warm, whereas yes. the Brockwell Lido is like 
getting into yeah, an ice but, yeah, yeah, bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrendous. But um, yeah, I love London Fields. They've had their refurb as well. Haven't they? Yeah, it's so year. nice there. Yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, so where do you go in London for inspiration? Where do we go? Oh, gosh, I went for dinner the other day. I went to Cornerstone, which was a real Ooh, treat. Tom Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, amazing. Delicious. Did you what have the crumpet? Guy. Yes, we did. The potted shrimp yes, crumpet. Yeah, mm. yeah, we did. That was heaven. We also, um, yeah, he uh, he is just a great inspiration and really lovely. Um, so that, yeah, I think kind of those East London chefs are all kind of doing great things. This is going to be a difficult one. But yeah. Do you have a favourite restaurant? in london oh gosh oh do you know oh where do i love go somewhere like duck soup in soho i love mm, it there yeah. i kind of it's not great in the summer because obviously you can't really sit outside but i just quite like i like how relaxed it is i love like the wine list i it's all just quite easy it's just easy gorgeous food which is yeah. so simple sad that raw duck has closed know, their right? sister oh, restaurant it? Yeah. Ooh, bloody hard yeah it's bloody hard cancel no, yeah. that's, people, but they put up the rents. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, that was my favourite. Jamie Oliver this week. Oh, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Huge. Huge. Yeah. It's a tough time out there. Like, what do you, how it do you is feel so about hard. the food scene at the moment? In it London? is so hard. To be totally frank, it is so difficult. Honestly, having just opened a restaurant last year and um, <clears throat> coming around to kind of the end of year one of it, it is so difficult. It really is um, so challenging. You've got really price sensitive customer bases throughout the city and then you've got staff costs and food costs going up yeah. um so it really is Massive it's definitely challenging even selling oh yeah. I, honestly it's eye-watering i can't even express to you so yeah it's really hard but i just think someone like jamie has contributed hugely in so many areas and still will be really inspirational and good good on him for giving it a go that's what i always think yeah yeah are there any other chefs or people who are doing exciting stuff that you're kind of like yeah to? i mean we collaborate every year for a, an event called social supper which is really lovely where we team up five ex-offenders with five kind of leading chefs. And that's, oh, that's really amazing. fun. So we've met some great chefs doing that. Um, someone like Adam Handling is is great. He runs The Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of doing brilliant things, some good initiatives as well. But Luminaire Bakery, where they're helping oh, ex-offenders. Yeah, so I feel now, I mean, when we started with ex-offenders years ago, we kind of didn't really tell anybody about it. So we weren't sure how it'd be perceived. And now it's nice that we, we're so established in our kind of... Um, I suppose, having done it for so long. Um, but it's really nice now that loads of them have got a social element. Do you think, think people were put off? Like, do, does that attract people to you? Or does it, was it yeah, kind of I off-putting think, to some people? Because they were like, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Scary. Yeah, some people initially were just like, oh, well, will any of them be on our event? And I'm thinking, oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so where it's applicable, some people will come to us just because of the ex-offender element and they need to have a social, socially aware supplier. So that's great. And then some people we don't really mention it to. I mean, it's pretty clear from our like brand and website that we do work You've with You've literally them, got the word it, social in yeah, the exactly. title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> So when was the last time you were excited by a meal and you can't say a leg of lamb? Oh, um, oh my goodness. Um, oh, we've got Felicity Spectre is doing a supper club at Stone's Kitchen. Oh, amazing. I don't know the date, um, but it is in the diary. It's online, tickets are online. Um, and she has got a really exciting, a really exciting menu. She'll bring her own light as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does have a, yeah. She makes her own chutneys. I love her, yes. like, yeah, yeah. I love she's her great. pickles and her chutneys. Yeah, she's she amazing. amazing. Um, if you could open a restaurant in anywhere or sort of any building in London, where would you? Oh, it sounds wow. like you've, you know, you've got some great buildings already, but is there anyone you're like, I want to get in there? I think one with a view, Whoa. for sure. Shard, rooftop? Or roof, yeah. A rooftop. Yeah. Yeah, the Gherkin. We did an event for um, Salesforce in the Gherkin the other day, and the girls were all coming back, being like, "Can we have an office in the Gherkin?" No, yeah. uh, next year. Next year. Yeah, literally. One day. Never. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so what does a typical weekend look like for you? So this weekend is a bit of a tough one um that we've got a, a great wedding that um a really big high value wedding which is a exciting. great wedding a great wedding some so, kind of lord yeah um so that's um an exciting wedding so i'm going to pop into that so normally a saturday will be a bit of brunch definitely a swim ideally in a lido you should never swim on a full stomach though never swim first brunch later yeah exactly yeah. for sure um and then a bit of work thrown in at points depending which site or kind of where is needed and this weekend's a wedding and then Sunday off visiting my granny oh good yeah are you able to get time off or are you yeah yeah I'm, I'm good at a holiday so strict about that mental health like yeah honestly actually I went away for three weeks at Christmas for the first time since I started social first time for more than like 10 days and it was incredible where did you go I went to Sri Lanka oh beautiful yeah it was amazing but I came back totally different like honestly it's it took me about five days to like completely decompress after a, a year of running a business and it all being so challenging so yeah it really was amazing so I'm a big when the Oh, when, uh, head. She might well pee in here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think so. When the girls, I'm really, really firm about my team like taking their holidays and switching off those emails. And I'm like, you know, we will survive without you for two weeks. Good. We're going to be yeah, all right. Yeah, great. I'm so firm on that because I think that anxiety and mental health is super important. Yeah. How Keep do you like stay calm with all this kind of stuff going on? Is it just being really disciplined like that or? Yeah, I think kind of um, for me, like swimming and a bit of yoga occasionally is is what's kind of key. Um, so that kind of, I think just feeling good in yourself. So quite a good, like a balanced diet kind of also being, I, I've learned to be a bit more forgiving of myself. I'm a, like less, I suppose, yeah, less of a critic. It's kind of, you know, you get it wrong, but don't worry, learn, move on. Um, kind of not to dwell. Um, and I think just to try and enjoy it. Like one day it'll all be over. So actually <laughs> if I can embrace it and enjoy it for what it is, why not? Do you have anything um, sort of coming up later this year? Like kind of what's your next big plan? Is there what anything? Is on it? We've got the most almighty June coming up with events. I literally were looking at the diary yesterday thinking, oh, can we actually do all of these events? We're talking some really, really big events. Um which is exciting, really challenging. Um, so I think for us, it's about getting through June and July, regrouping in August, and then awesome winter menus. We're hoping to collaborate with a really big um, either TV chef or a kind of London chef. So something like that for me is quite exciting. And that's just to take us to that next level. Amazing. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to be working on that. But the immediate future is getting getting these events right. Is that the busiest time for you, this kind of summer? Yeah, it is. I mean, one of the events we're doing is just huge, like terrifyingly huge. Um, so we'll be really concentrating for that. But they've just announced that one of the speakers at the event which has caused huge security things is over the level of Michelle Obama. I was going to say, is it Michelle Obama? Literally, I, literally so I think to... I think it is. Um, oh. So now it's, yeah, and we're dealing with everything from kind of like the potential for protesters through to like lawn relaying through to security. So like, it's not just like, I'll whip up a few little bits of food. It's like, it's, yeah. So you have to get involved event. with all of that. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what events there are, but yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah, it is quite. If they want a refund, no. A refund? No. <laughs> can't do it. That's the event. The contract, if I can't no. refund it, then oh, I'm definitely there. What are your favourite type of events to cater? Uh, those big ones are great. Those kind of really fun. Like, oh, we've got a, one, a big one for Google where we're feeding a thousand for breakfast, a thousand for lunch and a thousand for dinner. Um on this date in June and we've just worked out we've got seven other events on that day Um, I know and like two weddings the following day plus all the events and contracts like that week is just do you sleep packed yes 
Well, last night after we realised about that, I was a bit like, oh, this is a, it's going to be a big week. So it's just working out how you, huge, <laughs> like week. how you do that. Yes, yeah, so June is record breakingly big, but it's exciting. Excellent. Right. Well, now we're going to go into uh, what we call the London lowdown. Sonia, bring out the bowler hat. Oh, amazing. The London lowdown. There you go. So basically, this is uh, in there. There's lots of questions, yeah. and you just pull one out, and it'll just be like a talking point, and you might have a story behind it or answer the question. Oh, Faith Breakfast Spot, Search your Pantry Cafe. Oh, you can't say that. Sorry, <laughs> where is good it's very on brand? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I went to Flotsam and Jetson in Balham for some inspiration the other day. They got beautiful interiors and a gorgeous counter. Um, so yeah, we're looking to refurb the cafe, and I needed some good inspo. Did you eat? Um, we did. I did actually. Yeah, had some chili eggs, which were delicious. Yeah. Okay. Oh, favorite London borough. Oh, what is favorite London borough? Oh. God, um, maybe I should say Ealing, <laughs> which I'm new to, and Ealing need to love us and bringing ex offenders to Ealing. I would say shout out the postcode, but you might get yeah, it wrong. Yeah, God, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. E, um, Ealing, new favorite venue. If you haven't been, you should go. It's great. Excellent. <laughs> They're really supportive. The locals. Fab. What would you do if you were mayor for a day? Oh my God. Oh, God, I'd love to have a word with the mayor. Um, <laughs> what would I do? I would, oh, that's a really good question. Oh, I'd probably do something really boring, like lower business rates and tax. Business rates are very important. Yeah. Like, every time anything closes, my boyfriend's just like, business rates. Honestly. Yeah. You need to support these small companies and we need to give them a chance. Yeah. And with pensions I don't even really know and, anything about it now. Every time oh. I'm, I'm like, I, I talk to people about business rates yeah. all the time. Ben, you've yeah, got to get yeah, yeah, yeah. That waste disposal, all the, all the boring bits of running a business. Everyone says to me, oh, is it fun running a cafe? And I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah, literally, I got done for fly tipping three times at the cafe because of planning permission about a bin. And like, oh, honestly, I finally went and stood in the council and was like, I'm not leaving until somebody speaks to me. Tell me where my bin should go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I think something really boring I'd support small businesses and I'd give them a bit of rate relief. Great. That's good answer. So dull. I'm so sorry. I liked it. If you could be locked into anywhere in London overnight, where would it be? Oh, Don't see a cafe. I always get the fear of like being locked in those prisons. Okay, you, I can visit. you can um, leave. You can leave. <laughs> you don't have to be locked in. You can just spend the night there. Where would free be good? Oh, God. Um, somewhere where we could definitely have a real party. Oh, where would that be? Oh my god! I've anywhere, got... anywhere. Oh, we did. We um did a site visit at the Museum of London the other day. Like that was pretty mega. Like that would be impressive. They do good parties at the yes. Museum of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there. That okay, great. Should I do a couple more? Yeah, go on. Um, fave local pub. Oh, the Alma here in Wandsworth. Oh, right. yeah. I'm not leaving green. drinks. Oh, it's quite nice actually. Should we go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We'll go after. Oh, gosh, literally. <laughs> Ten a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All in good time. Um, if you could live anywhere in London, where would you live? Or oh, North or or Angel? What's that? N N one N one. Yes, I Excellent. love it. Yeah, yeah. Or like Dulcet. Oh yeah, always so nearly moved north. Um, and then I bought that bloody cafe. So I didn't. So that's dictated. Come open one in Dalston. We need I you. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we don't. We've got loads of cafes, but we would really like. They're you. probably all really yeah. good as well. Yeah. All right. One more. Yeah. Fab. 
Um, where do you go for quiet time? Oh, um, love kind of like, li- yeah, love like just chilling, chilling in the park, bottle of wine, book or dog walk now that I've got a dog. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So definitely a bit of outside space and some greenery and a, a bit of chilling time. Um, there's that beautiful, um, Richmond Park's amazing. Um, yeah, anywhere, anywhere with a bit of green space and a bit of sun. Perfect. Do one more. End on the high. Okay, go. Oh, that wasn't a high. I thought no, it was quite good. It was a walk. <laughs> if you had to go to a fancy dress party as a tube station, what would it be? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, oh my god! So my uh, my um, boyfriend's family, we were away, and they did um, tube stations for um, fancy dress for New Year's Eve, and his brother and sister-in-law Freya um one was Barbie and one was Ken and it was Barbican oh and I was just like that yeah. so good that's so good round of applause round yeah. of applause that's yeah, yeah. really that, good that I'd obviously be Barbie yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant Strong. excellent well yeah Alex yeah. thanks so much for talking thank to us thank you so really much nice. that was amazing thank, thank you I can't believe we didn't get an invite for dinner. I think we bonded with Wafflehead though, so maybe next time. Next time indeed. So thanks for listening, listeners. Please like, share and subscribe a doodle. And if you've got a cool Londoner who you think we should chat to, tweet us at London the Inside. So tune in next time for another chat with another great Londoner. Bye, Sonia. Bye, Ben. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.